0: And then all of a sudden you get that follow and that gets your blood boiling it gets your you you excited and I, I I get shaky my hands actually begin to shake because of the adrenaline and um, I love it I just love it even though you're not you're not getting those 10, 10 12 fish days you're getting maybe a one or two fish day but you're going you're going back back after at the end of the day going wow that was wonderful
1: that was Bill Spicer taking us to the musky moment another new fly fisher on the podcast today this is the wet fly swing fly fishing show
2: welcome to the wet fly swing fly fishing show where you discover tips tricks and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today we'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing fly tying and much more
1: how's it going everyone thanks for stopping by the fly fishing show if you are on social media, please send a, a DM or a post a, or post a comment if you've been enjoying the show. In today's episode, I talk with Bill Spicer, who breaks out some musky tips and shares his new fly fisher story. Bill talks about the biggest difference between musky and pike, why you have to be careful landing uh, musky, and why a wide gap hook is best. We hear about bite wire, synthetic uh, materials for flies, perch patterns, and... Some of the best lakes and uh, locations to find muskie. Don't miss this one as we talk about how a can of soda pop, if used correctly, can save a muskie's life. So, without further ado, here's Bill Spicer.
2: How's it going, Bill?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
2: Good. Good, uh, good to have you on the show. I, uh we have a, I have a few questions here to talk about. You have a, a good background. I uh, actually connected with uh, Colin um, on a, uh, on a past episode and uh, and he kind of, I, I've heard about you out there, but I, you know, didn't really know you kind of had a good focus on musky and some of that stuff. So I haven't, I haven't seen all of the, uh, the YouTube videos yet, but um, I was hoping to jump into a lot of that. But before we get started, can you talk about how you first got into fly fishing and then how you brought it up to the new fly fisher?
0: Um, uh, well, I, I was a late bloomer fishing wise. I didn't start fishing till I was in my teens. And, uh, and once I got bit by the bug, it bit me hard and <laughs> just, it, it just developed from there, you know, from spin fishing, catching any fish you can to catching big fish to only catching steelhead to, then I worked up and I was one of the first uh, in Ontario to, to have a noodle rod, which was, uh, revolutionary was nine feet long and uh, using you know small rails and and catching steelhead like that and it developed into the first uh, center pins that showed up in ontario and that in in, in turn back in uh, uh early 80s late 70s early 80s i got involved in fly fishing itself when i first picked up a fly rod so and it just uh, developed from there okay now yeah. as far as the the, the, the new fly yeah. fishers concerned um uh, that was a piece of luck. (laughs) (laughs) I always say I'm, I'm a steel worker that that got lucky. That's all that matters. You know, I, I was in a good position in my life to, to make a jump and do this full time. And, um, and I'm just lucky. Not, not any better than anybody, just lucky.
2: Yep. Well, that, that's a big part of, I think any of the, I've heard a lot of stories out here. Well, just in life, I guess, in general, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. And I think part part of being, part of being lucky though, you know, we've talked about this on the show is, is, uh, you know, when the moment comes to be able to to jump off and go for it, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's,
0: that was, I was lucky I was in that position. I could do that. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's cool. So
2: now center pin is something we haven't talked about on this show yet. You know, I've got a bunch of episodes and I mean, I guess technically it's, it's not fly fishing, but it's got a lot of similarities. Can you just briefly talk for those who've never heard of center pin, or you know, maybe just talk about how it's similar to fly fishing, and then how it's different. It is.
0: It, a, center, a center pin is looks like a fly reel. It's got no no um, uh, internal guts. It's on it's on just on a pin on on ball bearings. It spins very um, easily. Yeah. And it's similar to nymphing with an indicator. You're using a float. Split shot down and controlling your depth uh, of of whatever you're uh, you're offering to the fish. Uh, That's when I first started uh, experimenting with flies, going away from the bait and going with flies. And that's where I really started.
2: And what flies are getting
0: better and better?
2: What flies are you using for
0: center pin? Uh, the best fly I ever had when, when I was, when I was, uh, now they, it's, I'm talking about when I started was Prince nymphs. Oh, they, yeah. uh, they, they just produce like crazy. Now they, they, they got San Juan worms. They got these new, uh, uh I call them bubble gum worms. They're, they're pink <laughs> and uh, steelhead just love them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now I guess they're using beads too. Uh, oh, I haven't oh, yeah, used beads. them yet. So. Gotcha.
2: And are you still doing a little center pin or do you mix it up, uh, with the, you know, the fishing?
0: No, I, I, I actually sold my center pin because I just, uh, once the fly bug took over, I just wanted to keep doing that. Uh, now before anybody makes a judgment, uh, I'm not saying fly fishing's any better. It's actually harder. Yeah, uh, I just want like something with more challenge. That's all.
2: That's right. So you you prefer uh, swinging flies and having uh, long periods of not catching fish versus the I mean the center pit. You uh, must be. Is it just you know your well? It's like more it's, like
0: bait fishing. Um, oh boy, <laughs> I don't like to say that because it's evolved away from that. When oh, okay. I first started it, it was like bait fishing. And, and, uh, because that's you, all we're using we're using you, spawn bags and worms
2: and can you take it so now with center are you were you there at the beginning I mean, can you do a little brief history just a, a short thing on the center has it been around for a long time or what? what is the story
0: there? yeah well the the actual uh, reel is used for coarse fish over in england okay um that's that's the story that i got for pike and for uh for um a carp and stuff like that and it's it looks like a fly reel but it's spooled with monofilament rather than a fly line it's all monofilament and you just put uh um uh, a float on and 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 suspend everything to where you think the fish are where there's you know it depends on how deep the water is how high, high up you put your float and you try to suspend it just above the above the bottom like you do uh nymphing and uh a, just that with a center pin, you can control a drift for 100 feet, no problem. Yeah. Where you can't do that with a fly, with a fly rod, I should say. Well, you can, but try yeah. to set a hook and when you get the after a certain amount of line out. <laughs> I've tried it. I've tried. I've done a lot yeah. of,
2: I've done a lot of nymphing with flies and, um, you know, indicators yeah. and for steelhead, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I think you're, yeah, you're best when you're right in. You know, closer to you when you try to you know you you do hook fish out there yeah but i always wonder how many fish are you just kind of going over
0: now yeah with with nymphing especially now the new euro nymphing uh, it's oh, yeah. very close to you and, and it's so effective oh yeah so yeah. effective so you can just yeah you're,
2: that's right cool um well we're going to I, I guess we don't have time to cover all of the uh, the background on the different techniques and stuff i would love to especially get into steelhead but today we're going to jump into some on musky um but before we get there can you just bring us back to you know you said you were lucky with the new fly fisher and obviously i think it's one of maybe the biggest kind of uh fly fishing youtube channel and tv show and everything can you just take us back to that moment where that all came to be
0: well, my my wife at the time worked for a, a fly shop in Toronto, and uh, Colin had started the show in 2000, and this is 2002, and he what he had happened he had expanded and was uh, producing military shows also, so he needed help with the show, so he had heard about me and he called to my wife he didn't realize it was her and asked if she could and didn't know and if she knew me she goes yeah kind of <laughs> and uh, that's when i first met him and i did i did my first show with him a steelhead show and we did a couple show and um mm-hmm. he saw i was comfortable in front of people and 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 uh knew my stuff which i i i, I was voracious learning out of through the years so i knew my stuff and he just one day said are you up for a pepsi challenge you want to try one of these on your own and i said yeah huh. and that, after my first one that was in 2002 after my first show he's he offered me a position no kidding yeah and i i was i was still working at the time but i had m- multiple holidays and my wife said as long as you got two weeks for me, the rest you can do what you want with, and uh, uh, wow. we would marathon uh, taping shows in, in in six weeks at a time. Jeez! So you'd do a whole season in in six weeks. Yeah, at that time we did. Now, now, now it's spread out more. <laughs> oh, okay. So now, makes, yeah, because yeah. this this is what I do now. This is what all I do.
2: Yeah, so this is uh, I mean, basically, it's you and Colin, and then and, and who else? I'm uh, Mark the... Melnick. Oh yeah, Mark. Mark
0: right. Melnick. He's he's joined he's joined the the, the, the production team. Uh, it, Phil Roley occasionally out in uh, out oh, yeah. in Edmonton. He does he does all our Stillwater stuff. You can't beat Phil as far as what he knows. No. Stillwater wise, him and Brian Chan have partnered up for years, and you just that is just walking encyclopedias for Stillwater
2: yeah i I had uh, Phil on in a past episode and it was actually it was an earlier episode when i uh first got this going you know i guess almost two years ago and it was yeah he blew me away yeah Phil was and actually i had, yeah yeah I had Brian Cham was gonna come on and talk some terminology but I think he's had some uh, issues with some voice issues and stuff um so some I'm voice
0: sure. issues huh? yeah I'm not quite i know sure. he's he's had he's had he's had some uh vertigo problems in the past oh
2: yeah yeah. actually that, yeah i think that, that might be something yeah i can't remember yeah that's right it's for yeah anyways it's an yeah. inner, inner
0: ear thing i think oh is that, it's yeah. inner
2: ear yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah. so uh but uh yeah hopefully brian can uh get eventually we can get him on he can get healthy and stuff mm-hmm. but uh um,
0: he's he's very very articulate very knows his stuff crazy yeah. good yeah that's awesome
2: uh cool all right well let's uh you know obviously there's a cool story there and you know I love you talking about your you know your wife at the fly shop and so you, was your wife fly fishing before you got into it or why why she was at the fly No fishing. no yeah. she
0: my wife I met her in South Carolina when I was fishing and she came back to South Carolina to Canada with me and got a job in a fly shop and uh, and uh, and that's you know how I got in, involved with the show was through her
2: Oh right and what um, were you doing at She
0: the time? I was I was teaching a lot, um guiding some guiding at that time, but mainly teaching casting and fly fishing. Oh,
2: okay. So yeah, you were in the you were doing and you were and doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I used to do a lot of the trade shows, do uh, fly casting demos and that, and teach. Oh, okay. And uh, that's that's where Colin had heard about me.
2: Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. I was kind of getting the picture, like you were some sort of a brand, a newbie just off the street. But you had some experience guiding and in the food yeah, and the fishing, yeah, you know, side of it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't a newbie. I, I, I I'd been fishing a long time at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was just that, you know, I don't know about you, but when I first started fishing, it was crazy, like obsession with me. Yeah, I ate, drank, uh, sweated fishing, everything. I did fishing. Yep. You know, if, and, and always, every, every conversation almost would turn to fishing somehow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, my, yeah. <laughs> my
2: my story, we've talked a little bit about it, but I, my dad was a, had a fly fishing, he was a guide and had a fly shop. So I, I grew up pretty much, yeah, I mean, if, since I can remember, yeah. I've been around the fly shop. But yeah, I never really got into the Foley on the, the industry stuff. You know, I kind of always, you know what I mean, or at least the fly shop, I kind of worked on the side, but you know, never just brought it into my own thing, and uh, you know, but um, but obviously now with the show and things like that, I'm trying to, trying to uh, you know, connect more to it. Um, but uh, yeah, well, let's let's jump into a little bit on this musky. I think you know, when I asked when I talked to Colin, we had a, yeah, we had a great show, uh, you know, they that, that, that he did there, but um, he mentioned uh, you as a, a big musky guy, is that something you can uh, kind of cover today? And I guess Pike and musky kind of I, are, are similar. I, I, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're they're very similar. Uh, uh just one likes can tolerate a little more warm water than the other. And that's luckily it's musky. <laughs>
2: that's right. That's right. Um well let's just jump into it. I, I wanna go through some tips and things like that on musky. Um but maybe you can just start off first talking about, I mean, muskie, I guess, are kind of all around, you know, North America. I mean, obviously up in your area. where If, if somebody has never been out muskie fishing, that first start us off, where are they going to go find the fish? Where's the best place to go? Or are they kind of scattered all over the place?
0: Well, they are scattered, but there's two main lakes that I would say, if I was to recommend and, and, and you had the time and, and, and the pockets to go, it'd be Lake of the Woods which I had terrific musky fishing there on on the fly, uh-huh. and uh, Lake Nipissing.
2: Okay, Lake, how do big, you spell Big, big
0: muskie there, and, and, uh, Nipissing, N-I-P-I-S-I-N-G. Okay,
2: all right, so we got that, so those are the two, and, and can you paint a picture of what those lakes, uh, what we're looking at, these big lakes, shallow lakes, deep lakes, or what, what, what type
0: of Yeah, big is? lakes, you, you definitely need a guide because okay. especially lake of the woods you can get lost on it it's huge lake of the woods takes in two provinces in canada and one state in the wow. united states
2: holy cow yeah
0: so yeah it's, it's a big big lake and it's islands all over the place you got to know where you're going Okay. It's not that it's a treacherous lake. It's just you can get lost real easy. Oh, okay. Wow, sounds sounds awesome. But they—it's <laughs> not only there. They got ter- terrific musky fishing, great pike fishing, great smallmouth bass fishing, and great walleye fishing, and all caught on flies. That's it. That's the four. Yeah.
2: That's the four species. When you when you you kind of think, you know, think about it. Those are the four you you hear about that are kind of not always together, but a lot of right. times you find them in the same lakes. Yeah. 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 Well, so why don't you just walk us through the? So we're at. Let's just say one of these lakes, Lake of the Woods. Um, we're up there fishing. What can you walk us through? How you catch fish, and maybe talk about some tips on how to get started and all that.
0: Well, first off, uh, your equipment. Um, now. Um, uh, with muskie, you know, even if you're catching small ones, they can tax your equipment. But it's not so much just the fish that taxes your equipment; it's the what you got to fling. Uh, the size of the flies—minimum six-inch flies. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't fish anything smaller than that, uh, you, because they want something. Uh, they want a meal, and they need. Then they, they can just annihilate, and they'll inhale that. Uh, and and you generally. It depends. If they're shallow, you can go get away with a, a floating line. But a lot of times, I'm either using a sink tip or a full sinking line to get it down in the kill zone for longer. And that taxes your equipment, too. So uh, minimum 10 weight, that's okay. what I use. Minimum 10. You can get away with a 9 or an 8, but you're going to be a tired puppy at the end of the day if you take an 8 weight and casting heavy
1: yep.
0: heavy uh, setups like that. Uh, the the fish yeah, you know you can handle a fish all right but it's just you will be tired. Mm. So ten weights uh, you need you need the proper if you've got a floating line it's got to be a, a pike or a musky taper. Um, they they're they're tapered in such a way it, it turns over the heavy fly turns over the the, the, the poly leader or sink tip that you're using uh, much easier if if you got a pike taper you use a regular regular line. Um, just regular tapered, uh, trout line, you're going to have a real time trying to cast. Okay. And, um, and you got to have a reel with a good drag. Muskie will just, they go for the initial one big run and jump, 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 <laughs> jump. But it is, it is hard on, on the, uh, on, on the drag. If you don't have a good drag. Okay. All right. So now, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd also have a full sinking line, Uh, and and my thinking on this, uh, some people say, well, I just use a sink tip or a poly leader. That'll work, but when you're retrieving, a full sink line keeps your fly in the kill zone longer before it moves up. A sinking tip or a sinking uh, poly leader, when you start retrieving, the the floating line goes up first, and it starts pulling everything up uh, shallower, where a full sinking line will stay almost to where you want it by the time it gets to the boat.
2: Gotcha. Well, what's a good line? What, what's a company, or can you? Is there a, a name of a line that people can grab or look at?
0: Uh, the 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 reel is is got it figured out as far as tapers, as far as I'm concerned. And their okay. musky uh, pike taper that they got. Uh, there's another one called. Um, uh, I'll tell you in a second here.
2: Yeah, musky pike taper. I'll, I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes to some of these.
0: Um, yeah. Some of these yeah. that we're talking about here. Yeah, just the musky pike tipper. That 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 is the best line that I've I've run across.
2: Okay, all right, perfect that. So, And then, can you also talk just before we jump more into some of the other uh, tips and uh, techniques? Uh, just uh, the leader uh, or the tippet and all that. Are you using? Yeah. You know, are these? Uh, is it mono or is this? Uh, you know, what what do you use in there?
0: Um. Well, if I got a, if I want a sinking line, uh, I only got like three three feet of uh, uh, fluorocarbon. But I also have 16 to 18 inches of bite tippet. It's a uh, it's a wire that you can get from Rio. It's just called bite wire,
2: uh-huh.
0: and you can tie it in knots. And I looped, I I tie uh, perfection loops in my in my uh, fluorocarbon and my uh, and my wire and loop to loop it and then then tie it onto the to the fly. You can tie actual knots with it. It's really good. Uh, it comes in 20, 40. And 20, 30, and forty pound test, and uh, I find the twenty pound is is plenty. Okay, but you got to have it. I've had muskie bite me off beyond eighteen inches. Oh wow, that's yeah, Jeez. yeah. That's that's how voracious they are. So how they big, how they hoover everything. How
2: big are these fish? Um, Some of the ones. Well, I mean, what is a big? What, what's a trophy? Uh, you know, and then what's your average size muskie?
0: Anything anything over forty inches that we can consider to big fish uh 50 inches is a trophy yeah i haven't hit 50 yet i've had many 46s but haven't hit the 50 yet i've had 50 come up to the side of the boat yeah uh <laughs> one thing to remember about uh muskie they're lying the same with pike they're the top predator in the lake they're afraid of nothing and that includes boats they're not afraid of the boat at all but come right up to the side Thus, the need for a figure eight or a circle.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do not- you Well
0: we can get in there.
1: Yeah, let, let, let's just well, jump wait. into
2: that, the, the figure eight. And that, that's a, is that a pretty common? Are you hooking these fish all the way at the about every typically?
0: About every – yes. Yes, I got uh, – if you go to our, our YouTube channel and look for uh, Crow Lake Lodge, which Crow Lake Lodge is – Crow Lake Lodge. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is, Crow Crow. and uh and I, I went musky fishing with their musky guy there and i right at the side of the boat i did the figure eight and we got the, the musky coming up needing it
2: huh that's cool and yeah and what is so so can you talk take us through the so you got your gear you're, you're making your cast the whole process to where the fish hooks up
0: at, at the boat
2: how that all works
0: uh about 99 percent of the time with me Uh, I've had it very few times where you cast out and as soon as it hits the water or something grabs it, well, like you do with Pike. always, always, you see the follow and the follow be a shadow coming by and that gets your heart moving. (laughs) And they always get up near the boat, the close to the boat. That's when they'll strike. Or when you change directions to do your figure eight, that's when they'll hit it because they, they think it's getting away. Oh, but they they'll follow and they'll they'll have their nose right on the tail, and that and that can be the that can be the most exciting thing or the most frustrating thing because I I went through about four days of that once, oh. where they would come right up to the side of the boat and not not commit. Yep. Wow. That's, but that's musky fishing. That's it. That's musky fishing.
2: So so is musky fishing typically on an average day? You're you know you get a couple few few chances for fish or what's a good day out there?
0: A good day would be a two fish day. Okay. Okay. But But those two fish will will put you into heaven. Yeah. You will dream about them.
2: That's right. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the same. You know, even Atlantic salmon fishing, you know, it, it, it can be that way. Yeah, you know, but the fish you get will be the fish of your lifetime. You'll remember it, and uh, that's the way musky is. Okay,
2: so do you have any on that figure eight? Can you walk us through how as you're, I guess, and what what's the strip? What, what sort of strip are you doing when you're bringing it in, and then talk about the figure eight?
0: Never, 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 ever a straight strip. You want to make it erratic, like the fish is is wounded or sick and and trying to get away so it's jerk jerk stop jerk jerk stop change direction move your rod tip over to one side and then you move your rod tip over the other side make sure that it changes direction because that a lot of times will instill a strike and then you always finish right up to the side of the boat bring the line right up till you got about a foot outside the the rod tip. And then stick the tip in the water and make a big circle uh, with flies. With fly fishing, we don't do so much a figure eight like they do. Uh, spin guys do. Spin guys have a stiffer tipped rod, and they can do that with yeah. their with their lures. Ours is 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 uh, got more play to it, so we do a big circle circle rather than a figure eight. But the idea is to chance change slowly the direction like it's trying to get away and that's generally when the muskie will hit
2: wow wow that's crazy so you're so basically you're looking down you're seeing these fish as you're doing your little at, oh
0: right yeah at yeah you do see them they just you'll, you'll see a your your fly coming along and then you'll see a shadow following and then uh, then as you get closer you'll see it and uh in one case i was in northwestern ontario at a place called nielsen's uh the Water was gin clear, you could see them coming for 20 yards away, and um, and right up to the side of the boat. And we got m- lots of footage of muskie at the side of the boat, hmm. yeah, that sounds... and big ones too. Sounds amazing, <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. So, so basically, you have that down, you've got you know this intense, you got these you know strikes at the boat. What, um, I mean, you mentioned the fly six inch fly, is there a Can you describe what that fly looks like? And is this a fly you're tying that's kind of a, are you making anything where the fly itself, when you just strip it in, moves erratically, looks wounded, or or is this just a standard kind of symmetrical Um, fly?
0: uh, Well, I've I've got a couple of flies that do move like that. A friend of mine, Graham Coombs, uh, tied them up and they move a lot. But the only problem is when you put in engineering like that for the fly to move, you make them heavy. Oh yeah, and that that, that becomes an issue uh, trying to cast. Um, generally synthetics I like because when you pull a, a synthetic fly out of the water, all the water comes out of the fly, and you don't have to uh, cast a wet sock. Yep. Problem with uh, with the, with rabbit fur, any anything, any kind of natural fur, it absorbs the water, and it be and when you got to fly that big, it becomes a, an issue. Yep. Yeah so i like that i perch patterns mainly uh everywhere there's perch and in, in in ontario um and most of the united states there's there's perch everywhere and and that's generally one of the main feeds white fish is another one so you got you know six and eight inch flies that are white and have a black back just like a, a, a white fish or a big yep. shiner anything like that uh suckers uh yeah, especially in the spring they're they really keying on the suckers, so any kind of sucker color which is be uh gray white and and black on the back um just big um i i like uh wide gapped hooks and uh, uh don't use don't use your regular uh um, streamer hook oh, okay. use a wide gap what, what yeah, type of uh, what
2: type of uh, hook do you have a, a company or something we can look at
0: um or gamagatsu a, yeah
2: gam, or gamagatsu it, and, style, and you and you gap?
0: just wide gap but like uh a, a one-aught uh two-aught and three-aughts so i'm talking big hooks okay and 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 if you can find and they're hard to find is the gamagatsus that are are barbless but they they they, they go in so easily and as long as you keep a tight line you're not gonna lose a fish
2: okay so that's a, so that's a good tip on the uh on the And do you have a name of uh, an actual pattern of a fly that we can look at
0: oh not a name we just yeah um, just general just, just, just general perch patterns okay but large but large yeah. uh the only one standard that i use that is got rabbit fur too is just a red and white
1: uh-huh.
0: uh a red and white bunny leech uh but, uh, but about six inches long okay. and um it's it's like the uh, the the daredevil lure. It's the best lure that was ever invented for pike or muskie. They all like it. Yeah. So we just make a, a, a leech pattern that with lots of movement and out of uh, uh, rabbit fur. I see. And uh, tie a, a red collar around
2: it. Yep. I see it and, and yeah. yeah, I'm looking at one here. It looks like, yeah, pretty standard, yeah. just red and white, and it's got a long. Yeah. So this one has a long, I'm not sure how long this fly is, but, you know, the bunny, the rabbit strip is coming way off the back, way behind the hook. So are you not doing yep. any sort of a stinger or anything like that? You don't have to do that?
0: You can at times if if, they, if they're just nipping at the tail, but generally when a muskie commits, they they hoover. They, 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 they open their mouth they flare their gills and sucks all the water back into their mouth so they get you generally get the whole thing now the one disadvantage that we do have as 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 fly fishers is single hooks Uh, some guys are putting treble hooks behind but i don't simply because they're so hard to get out of the the fishers mouth and one thing about musky they may look ferocious but they're pussies when it comes to <laughs> they can die very easily.
1: Oh, right. They're not
0: like a pike. A, oh, a wow. Pike, a pike will take a lot more, but a muskie, you got to get the, the the hook out and back in the water as quick as, as possible. Otherwise, oh. you run the the high risk of them dying. So, you know. And, and I I yeah. don't want to kill any fish.
2: No, no. And that's I actually heard this tip. I'm not sure if you've ever heard about this before, but. Um somebody was telling me or I heard this on a show they were talking about um how if the if the fish is ble- I've never heard this but if the fish is bleeding, you actually pour carbonated uh, like a, a soda pop or just carbonated yep. beverage on yep. it to, to cauterize. It, 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 it'll
0: cauterize it yeah is that something you do? I haven't done that I've heard it though okay I've heard it many times yeah and the same as if if, if they're if it's a um a regular hook not a stainless steel and their they're deep hook just got the line. Yeah. It'll be gone within days.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah, don't don't
0: the acid. Turf, no. The acid in the body will just melt it away. No kidding. And it will be fine. Yeah.
2: Jeez. these these fish just sound like. Um, I mean, not only are they voracious predators, but they they just sound almost like a like an alien fish or something. <laughs> something kind of out of this they, world.
0: They they are out of this world as far as, as challenge and fight. They're 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 challenging because. You can, like, they, they say a cast, a uh, fish of a thousand casts. Well, I don't know if that's true, but the whole lot of casting. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you get that follow and that gets your blood boiling. Yeah. It gets your, you, you excited. And I, I, I get shaky. Yeah. My hands actually begin to shake because of the adrenaline. And, um, I love it. I just love wow. it. Even though you're not, you're not getting those 10, 10, 12 fish days. You're getting maybe a one or two fish day, yeah. but you're going, you're going back, back after at the end of the day. Going, wow, that was wonderful. That's sweet.
2: So, so when you're out there in your boat, you you see these pods, or I guess you see these fish chasing other fish. And then, how do you get on them? You know, how do you get that set up and make that cast? And are you making a really long cast, short cast? What, what, what's that look like?
0: <sighs> ah, oh boy, when you're casting big flies like that, long casts are oh <laughs> yeah. are not a big 30, thing. They 30, are 40. not what. 30 feet is 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 a good cast 40 at the most at the very yeah. most um are you but getting even then, are you 30, getting
2: in front of these these uh you know are are they in pods or they single I,
0: no they they generally they they do like pike do they will lay and lay in wait and ambush oh yeah so what we do is um one of our our, our methods of doing it we take uh, markers marker boys and we go and find the what, edges of, of, of the weeds. What's What's that? Like, uh, yeah, they're, 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 they they're got a weight on them, and they, they're on a string, and there's they're fluorescent. Oh, yeah. You, and you throw them in the water, marker yep. boys. Yep. We throw them in along a, along a weed line if we can't see the weed line, but you, know, you go over it, and you know where it is. Mark it with marker boys, and then go along there and cast into the weeds and pull it out. They generally follow along. That's okay. one of the one of the ways I've done it. Uh, and again, if if the area is rocky, you got to do that. You know, cast around rocks and so It's they 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 hide in pretty much the same cover as pike. If if you know you you'll, you'll uh you you might find uh, cover without a pike or a musky in it, but you'll never find a musky without cover. They okay. don't they don't go out in the open huh. very often. And unless they're just going from point A to point B and get there quick, oh, I but see. they wanna they wanna hide and and just like a pike.
2: So you're not using necessarily. You don't use a fish finder all that
0: often, or is that a big? Tool? Uh, we do that just for depth for for depth changes and 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 under underwater weed beds. Okay, that's that's what we use that for. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I use all the electronics. Everybody else does. Just I don't highly depend on it unless I know the fish are cued in on a certain depth
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then i then i find that depth
2: okay and, and is that depth does that typically is that typically shallower or deeper or is it very
0: uh it can vary it, it, if it gets hot in the summer they will go deeper uh but they're they're not as as sensitive to uh to warm water as pike are. pike hightail it as soon as the water warms up uh, past sixty degrees uh, Fahrenheit, which I guess is about fifteen degrees Celsius, and you get that, and the pike will hightail it into deep water. and only come in at night to 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 feed. Uh, Muskie will, will will lay a little longer than that, uh, and until you get hot weather, then they'll move into deep water. But I've generally found them in fairly uh, what I call shallow, six to eight, ten, eight yeah. feet. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. they they they're, they're more tolerant. Gotcha. probably why that they they, they they die easily i don't know because they're in warm warm water i don't know yeah it's but interesting but i just know that they they you got to really watch it with with a muskie
2: mhm yeah it is interesting how they're they're so similar i mean what is the biggest difference between other than the how they're susceptible to the warmer water the biggest difference between pike and muskie as far as fishing oh, them, fly fishing
0: uh muskie will jump uh when when you're when they're were fighting oh, yeah. uh pike bulldogs yep uh mu- musky uh voracious hard 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 fight for a short amount of time then they'll come in uh a uh, pike goes for a number of runs before you get him in but not they they just bulldog over over tail dance like uh, tail dancing musky and bulldogging pike mhm okay yeah
2: all right and w- you talked a, a little bit here about the I mean, obviously, six-inch flies and heavy lines, heavy rods. Do you have any tips for somebody that's uh, casting, having a struggle casting the heavy flies and heavy rods?
0: Yeah, open open up your loop. You don't you don't want tight loops. All those those lessons we all probably took uh, for dry fly fishing yep. on the Bow River, where you want that nice tight loop and and lay that fly fly down goes out the window because you got a weighted system. And it the gravity pulls the weighted system down. You end up either hitting yourself or breaking your rod because you're trying to get a tight loop. Right. You want an open loop, open the loop up lots of risk, just like you used to do when you first started fly fishing, use that, that cast and they, and you'll get uh, more results out of that. If the fly smacks the water, they don't care. You don't scare, like I said, they're the top predator. You don't scare a muskie. You don't. They're yeah. just not afraid of anything okay other than another muskie <laughs> but i mean
2: yeah well what's the is there a best um you know better time best time of day to fish these these guys or as
0: as in in the spring it, you can get them pretty much all day but as the what as the weather warms up and you get more sun they don't like a whole lot of sun hmm. so your, your your early morning and evening uh is is the best time as as the summer goes on um and of course, if you get an overcast day with a little bit of drizzle and rain, get out there for musky because they'll they'll bite all day then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. So they're they're. But they they up. don't like the high sun. Uh, that it's like most fish. Yeah. That's don't true. like high sun. Yep. Yep. Okay.
2: So so that's uh, yeah, that makes sense. So basically, early mornings, late at night, and then as you're, you know. As far as find, again finding these fish, so if you're out there in a boat, you're you know maybe you're not with a guide, you're just out there trying to find any tips on finding the fish. I mean, you mentioned going in kind of the weeds. Is that the best thing? Just go into the shallow weeds, the weed
0: uh, uh, weeds, rocks. Depends depends on what the lake is made up of. If there's lots of weed beds with a and now a weed bed with deep water close by, which I mean, like very close by, it drops off that is prime musky waters because if it does get warm, they shoot over into the, into the deep water nice. and can go very easily come back up and, and feed at night and go back down. That is a prime area. Uh, any kind of, like what you'd look for with pike, you want uh, fallen trees, rocks, uh, underwater shoals, uh, anything like that. Okay. Any structure, any uh, any cover? Like structure. Uh, and, and at certain times of the day, uh, a dock, Oh, don't yeah. come in and feed yeah you know you get there early morning start casting under docks huh. just like do you do with bass yeah um will come in to feed uh a, oh and in one lake i can think of there's a, a resort there but they got a diving board platform out there always a muskie under it always <laughs> yeah yeah
2: okay uh, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to, um, yeah, there's a few more. I want to definitely get into a few more uh, tips and tricks when we get into this uh, here a little bit. But, um, you know, I was thinking about, you know, mentors. I occasionally ask this question, you know, trying to connect to some of the, you know, the background, the history. But, you know, Colin obviously kind of gave you the, the job here with the new fly fishing. Can you talk about, you know, what you've learned from him over the years? Are there um, any, any big lessons or I guess he's probably been somewhat of a mentor?
0: Uh, he had, he's, 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 is as far as the industry, I I knew nothing about television. I knew how to fish. I was a steel worker that knew how to fish. (laughs) I didn't know anything about television and they've taught me, uh, right now I, uh, right now I'm working on scripts. I know I I write scripts for the show and, uh, who would have thought that, but that's, uh, that's what I've learned off him. Um, I can, I can frame up a, a picture pretty good now with, with my camera I know how to take a, a decent picture, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. Um, he's, he's allowed me, and, and this is where I'm really grateful for, uh, for Colin. He's allowed me to visit as high up as Angava Bay, which is Nunavut, down to the tip of Chile at the sub, Southern part of South America. I've yeah. been everywhere in between and that's all because of a new fly fisher. And i and I'm so thankful and, and grateful and, I never ever take it for granted. Yeah, never.
2: Yep. Yeah, you've been you've been all around. I mean, definitely, like you said, down to the southern tip. I mean, is there when you think of the new fly fish, or Is that the biggest uh, impact or the, the take away? You get the the bonus, the benefit from being part of it because it must be a I, ton of work as well.
0: Oh, it is. It's it's it, it, a lot of people don't realize. It. We probably get every place we go to. I didn't realize there was that much to it. Yeah. didn't realize you, you mean the but what the time setting up and every, yeah, filming? yeah and and how much filming we got to do and 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 you, you know you catch a fish then you gotta you gotta uh go back and and and, and tape uh prelude to that like this yeah. is what i was doing right. sort of type of thing and and narrate what you did because a lot of times all you hear is woohoo, 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 and that's you know, people want to know what's happening. So you recap what you're <laughs> oh. doing, and tell them what you were using and how you're retrieving, and yeah, that's what we try to do here. Gotcha.
2: So this is kind of a, I mean, almost like a full time. You, you, it sounds like you're retired now from your steel working, but is this like a kind of like yeah, a full time yeah. job?
0: And now, um, it, it's it, I don't spend you know at this time of year because I've started taping again. I've got work to do when I get home. So uh, that pretty much takes my time up, but the winter winters are pretty much, you know, I I I get with my wife is from the south, so we go south and visit her parents a lot down there, and uh, and and uh, that's my time off. So, but during the summer, I'm pretty busy.
2: So you're working, a, yeah. It's kind of a forty hour week during the during the summer.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. What,
2: what's your What's your thing? I mean, how long do you plan on on doing this?
0: As long as my health holds out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. It is getting a little harder as far as the, the traveling. Yeah. Traveling uh, people say, Oh, you get to go everywhere. Yeah. But at six, seven weeks at a time and you miss your own bed and you miss your family kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: That, that's harder. You know, that get, that gets harder as the years get longer. Yep. Yeah. But I have (laughs) had the the pleasure of being in, in most everywhere. I, and one, one bonus that I've always been appreciative of, I get to fish with the best guides in the world. I've had many guides that I, I'm, I'm blown away with what they know. Just blown away with what they know. Who, and you know, you you have you had a um,
2: have you had a muskie guide that that was uh, over the years that sticks out as maybe I don't know. Is there something you learned from them that was pretty big?
0: Andy Pappas. Andy
2: Pap. What, what, how do you, how do you spell that?
0: P a p p a s. Andy okay. Pappas. And what? Great um, guy, Really knows his stuff. He he's on Lake Nipissing.
2: Oh, okay. What what have you? If you take one, take one big lesson you've learned from him. What, what would that be for muskie?
0: Uh. Hmm. Uh. I'm I'm thinking he yeah. he just knew he just knew the habitat. He knew at certain times a day where they'd be. He just knew his stuff. Yeah. Another guy that uh, was when I was at Lake of the Woods, and and I've, unfortunately, this this guy Eric, he uh, he's passed since. Uh, he called Muskie his children. So, hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he, he I, I I'd open my my box, and he'd pick out the flies for me. What, what was his name? He just knew Eric. The, I can't think of his last oh, yeah. name for the world to me. Yeah, I'll try to. I'll, I'll try to put
2: some sh- uh, again some links to show notes to some of these uh, folks and stuff, but. Okay, yeah. So yeah. basically, and then not only Muskie, but I mean, are there any other you know guides that you know other species that stick out to you as big influences in your fly fishing?
0: Um, there's uh, in, in Chile, there's a guy we we call him Poncho.
1: Hmm.
0: He was probably one of the best guides I ever had for trout. And one thing about Chile. Uh, you're always casting in 30 kilometer an hour winds and yeah. it's tough to deal with this guy is probably the best caster ever seen in wind in my life this guy was dynamite how and he, he do has it? good tips and do you know, you know more yeah. uh, almost, yeah. uh, almost an almost an under underthrow oh yeah getting down low yep. yeah it uh, it, it you'd have to see it to, 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 to believe it his name is um Francisco Vilchez. Is he with
2: the uh, with an outfit down there?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh boy. That's right. I can I'll look have up, to get I can look that up name. The name. Yeah. Yeah. I, no yeah. problem. I can look up uh, the name. I'll try to yeah. do my best
0: to put a link out yeah. there. We call him Poncho.
2: Was he on a video? And did you? Did he? Did a new?
0: Yeah. Uh, new... He's he's. A, Colin, Colin did a show down there. Okay. And he's the guide. Yeah. yeah. I'll, and I'll... He, and his and his outfit is down there too. Great outfit. Perfect. And they have all sorts of places. Fishing in the Andes is is. He, just though to say it really means something it is as spectacular as you think yeah god it sounds yeah. amazing yeah a, and yeah. in ontario uh, there's a couple of guys uh john volk being one uh, he owned grindstone angling that is since closed but he he's still guiding and ken collins is another guy that's really good and rob heal
2: okay perfect
0: all excellent excellent uh where where they they go for musky in the in the saugine river they go for smallmouth bass which are uh, outstanding in that river and steelhead and trout
2: okay awesome yeah that gives me some good uh sounds like some yeah obviously i mean how many how many guides how many trips how many shows have you do you think you've done over the
0: years well i'm 17 years now and i
2: 17 years in the new fly fisher
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah. Since 2002. Holy cow. Uh, boy, I, I don't know full, how many. Uh, that's like a full career. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no Okay. So what is the great, yeah.
2: you said the traveling, and if you had to pick one thing, obviously it's a ton of work. Why do you still do the new flight? What's the biggest thing you really love, you know, about the new fly fisher doing all the work? I loved,
0: uh, I love the fish. Uh, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm like a kid when i when i hook into a fish and especially if it does something spectacular big jump or something like that you'll hear you you see me on tv and i'll hoot and holler and i'll giggle and I, that's 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 not put on at all i just that's the way i feel yeah i just love the fish now like i said that the travel gets a little much after a while because and and you hey, no matter which uh, television host you talk to they'll say the same thing living out of a suitcase is not fun but when you get to fish the best waters in the world, you go, Wow, oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty, pretty good trade off. It's, it's worth it. It's sort of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, I guess without this, you don't,
2: yeah, you don't hit some of these destinations. There's a lot of.
0: Bonuses. Oh, I could never afford to go to yeah. as many places as I go in, in a year.
2: Well, that, well, I'd have one trip a year and that'd be it. And that's what's interesting, you know, because I'm. In the middle, this is kind of a season of a, you know, been calling a destination and DIY type of season where it works because, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people listen to the show, myself included, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't have the five or $10,000 to do these lodge trips. And right. we've been trying to focus on places where you can go DIY it and maybe do it yourself. You mentioned a couple of lakes at the start, the Lake of the Woods and the, the one that I can't uh, spell or pronounce, uh but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Uh, other than those, is there a DIY type of area? I mean, or can you do it yourself? I mean, you mentioned having a boat. Oh,
0: yeah. Nipissing, you can do it. You can go and rent cottages there yourself. Uh, Absolutely. You can do that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You got to have a boat. But I mean, uh, they're rented up there. There's a number of places to do it yourself. Uh, Same with with Lake of the Woods. Uh, My thing about Lake of the Woods is hire a guide for a day anyways. Yeah. Learn learn where you're going to go. It's worth the money. It is. That's a great tip. Yep. It's worth the money. Yeah. Um, uh, for probably the best pike fishing I ever had is is Lake Nipigan. Okay. Nipigon, you can do your own thing. Uh, rent cottages there, and and they're really you get four guys and rent a cottage, and it's real reasonable. Yeah. Okay. And 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 the pike fishing is crazy good.
2: It is. Oh, Are you? You're getting good. more yeah. with pike. You're getting more hookups, more action.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Okay it's uh, I i i uh, i it, uh, lake Nipigon holds my record for the fastest show i ever taped <laughs> that was one afternoon and the and the average fish was 42 inches jeez yeah jeez. i had one that that went right to the side of the boat it had to be 60 inches long i couldn't get it to bite though it did the Followed right behind and and more interested, more curious than anything. I think. Wow. But just wouldn't commit. I tried and tried with that fish, but it couldn't get them.
2: When they when they bite, what what sort of set are you doing?
0: A strip set, like uh, if you if you uh, look at any anybody fishing tarpon, when they get the hookup, they yep. grab that line, straighten the rod out towards the fish, and pull on the line. Yep. And pull hard, and that sets it in there, and then lift. You don't, no trout, no trout sets. You right. do a trout hook, hook up, and uh, you're going to lose the fish.
2: Right. Okay. So it's hard. You to got, set, you so, got to yep. drive,
0: you got to drive that, 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 that hook right into, they got a bony jaw. Yeah. Is there a
2: good, I mean, obviously you guys are a huge resource with the new fly fish and I'll link out to some of these videos that we've talked about, but is there another resource, you know, book, magazine, anything out there that would have musky, you know, something to help musky or pike? I don't know if there's, a, or, or even a favorite book or magazine or something that you, you enjoy reading.
0: Um, the, the only thing that, oh man, the only one to be that, that, uh, and it's a competitor, uh, television is Jim Sarek's musky hunter. Oh, cool. I think he puts, he puts out a magazine.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No, I think yeah. that's a cool thing. I think there's a, and I was listening, I'm, I'm kind of a podcast. I love the pot, you know, obviously have my own podcast, but, um, there yeah. is a podcast. Um, uh, what's it called? I think it's called the ugly pike. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't, it's called the, uh, I have it somewhere. It's the, um, let me see if I can find it, but it's a pretty cool, it's called the, yeah, the ugly pike podcast. And it's basically, yeah. it's, uh, it's more gear fishing.
0: But, yeah. Um, but yeah. They but have, if you want, yeah. if you want uh, information on where to go, Gear fishing or fly fishing, we we look for the same things. It's just we got a different piece of equipment in our hands over the uh, the guy with the gear. That's all. Exactly. And everything else is exactly the same. The fishing, you know, you've got to do exactly the same as, as them as far as presentation, which is the most important. Present, and uh, and you you'll be rewarded. Yep. An- another uh, resource in Canada, anyways, is Muskies Canada. Oh, yeah. Just look them up. Yep. Muskies Canada, and they got all sorts of, uh, Huge. of of resources for you. That's right. That's right. Good deal.
2: Okay. So getting back to the fishing, you know, now we're on, uh, you know, we talked a little bit. about it. I mean, is there anything we've missed here as far as the whole process and finding fish or any tips you want to add, you know, to, to help somebody get into maybe their first muskie?
0: uh perseverance for to begin with yeah. it's it's not you know you get the odd one that uh of, you know the, the first cast that uh, you will catch a muskie be prepared to work for it yep uh work uh structure 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 mm-hmm. uh out in the middle of nowhere you're not going to find fish you got to have fish think of anywhere they can hide and and ambush their prey because that's what that's how they hunt okay they hide and ambush their prey yep anywhere like that you're gonna find it now when the water when the water gets warm uh, in the summer you're gonna have to fish deeper water find structure on deeper water like a an underwater hump an underwater uh, uh, island itself uh, underwater weeds any kind of uh, down to deadwood trees like that anywhere they can hide. Okay. Deeper water though, when it gets warm.
2: What's the best? Uh, what What is the best time of year? If you had to pick one time of year to to go out for them,
0: uh, I I would think. Uh, oh boy, I'm I'm thinking here. I've had I've had really good fishing spring and fall. Yeah. Where I've had trouble is is in deep summer. Yeah. Deep summer because they, they you get the deep. high sun clear skies and they go deep yeah and they sit and sulk when the water when the water warms up too much but i guess in the in the fall because they are they're voraciously feeding to get prepared for the winter oh okay yeah i would say the fall would be best there you go
2: there you go so wintertime, right in the places you're talking about fishing up north uh, you're getting ice on the lake and everything you're not fishing, yeah you're not doing any uh, There's
0: not too many not too many uh, musky, uh part uh, below Mason-Dixon line I don't think. Yep. Not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And then They're in, more of a northern fish. More northern, yeah.
2: What um so yeah. you're talking about the singing lines in the around structure. Are you getting snagged up on things or how do you avoid snagging up on structures down there?
0: Generally yeah you, you, you're not fishing you're not snagging up once in a while you're not fishing deep enough. Okay. Um yeah. It's but That's no it. not too often do I um, weeds are sometimes a problem because you, you'll get caught up in them. But because we're using single hooks, you don't snag a whole lot. I'm not saying you never will, because I've lost flies. But the way I look at it, uh, you know, straighten out, pop off the fly, tie another leader on, and and go back at it. That's mm-hmm. why you bring a, a box full of flies. That's right. That's but if right. you're not getting near, if you're not snagging up once in a while, you're not near enough to the structure.
2: Okay. And how do you plan when you go out to, you know, a lake or new lake or you're just going for muskie? How do you plan your, your trip or your day? Is there a, you know, is there something, I guess there's other things that trigger good fishing, but do you just pretty much start early in the morning and, and start looking for
0: uh, Well, again, early in the year, you don't have to start as, as, as early in the morning because it's cool in the morning. Oh, yeah. You're waiting for the water to warm That's a bit. Right. Okay. And then that can be at 11 o'clock. That can be at noon. And and the fish will turn on. Is
2: there a temperature <clears throat> uh, roughly that that you kind of think of, or it's got to be above a certain temperature before you want
0: to get out there? Uh, now you're going to ask me stuff that I got to <laughs> look up right now. Because, that's right. Uh... I'll,
2: I'll I'll put a I'll put a uh, I'll try to find some info on that. I've I've some of this stuff is coming. I mentioned the um that Pike podcast. I, I listened to a little bit of that, and they had some. That's where that uh, cauterizing the carbonated beverage I never heard of. They they mentioned that on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll try, to, I'll try to dig up some of that information. Um, but, yeah, just generally, I guess, um, you know, t- kind of the tips and tricks things. We talked about the flies, uh, a couple of flies, you know, the style at least. Are there any other just general tips, you know, casting, fishing to um, you know, help somebody with musky? Or it sounds like you just um, – per- persistence is the biggest thing.
0: Because you'll wear uh, ruts into your fingers because uh, you'll be – you'll be stripping back so much take five minutes every once in a while to sit down and rest as you get as you get tired Mm. your your casting will will start uh disintegrating take five minutes rest then you get up and you're fresh again and you'll be able to to cast that 30 feet that you need Mm -hmm. believe me after a while that becomes difficult yeah mainly that um is always is now this is the hardest for most everybody is keeping your concentration put your phone down don't don't even touch it watch what you're doing because it can happen in an instant especially musky because they'll follow and they'll take their their one shot at it and if you're not ready to set the hook you're you're out of luck yep there you go. And it always happens when you turn your head to do to talk to somebody or what. you hmm. got to talk with somebody. Keep your eye on, on what you're doing. Yeah.
2: Can you? So I mean, are there times when you're just casting ten feet and then stripping in and getting hookups?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, especially you get a follow up, pick it up again. If he's turned away and you know he's gone, pick it up and right away where you're figuring he's gone. A lot of they don't move a whole lot great distance. Oh, okay. You know, you know, they, they followed it in, uh, they're, they're looking for it. Actually, if they, if they've missed it, they've lost it somewhere, they're looking for it. So you put it right uh, back to where you figure they are. That's many times that's
2: happened to me. Oh, okay. So that's it. So basically you, you go through the whole process where you maybe cast 20 or 30 feet, strip it in and you get the fish of the boat. Maybe it yeah. doesn't take it. You'd cast right back out there yeah. And, and yeah. Right. Okay, and are they? Yeah. Are, and are there multiple fish typically in these areas? It, it's one fish typically you're, you're chasing.
0: Uh, no, there'll be smaller ones. The big fish will be the big N. Uh, any any fish over forty inches is always female. Always, always female. Same with pike, always female. Um, there'll be smaller males around, but the the real small ones they'll, they they won't be anywhere near them because they do cannibalize themselves but uh, uh generally you got a dominant fish in an area but an area can be 20 square feet 20 square yards that's your area and then you go to the next area next piece of of down whatever of of structure the better structure with more food on it will have the dominant fish
2: okay all right perfect all right, well, I think we've covered uh, definitely, you know, I, I, I'm getting a picture of, of what it's going to take. Um, anything else you want to note as far as um, just generally muskie or, you know, fishing in general, you know, if somebody's going for it? I mean, I think if you've done, how many trips have you done, you know, uh, on the show for muskie? Have you done uh, just a handful of those?
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, believe it or not, that's not a big thing with, most, with a lot of fly fishers. There's, there's diehards muskie guys. And they're probably as rabid as a fly fisher musky guys. Yeah, but uh, there, there's not too many, too much call for it. Uh, there's more call for good pike fishing because pike are, are easier than musky. Oh, I musky see. are tough. There you go. Musky are tough. Yep. I'm telling you right now, audience, musky <laughs> is tough. Yeah, it's tough. So what's I'm it not take? So, so why
2: would so so the reason that you go for musky? I mean, obviously the challenge, but most people basically just stick with pike, and that, that's the reason why. Well, I mean, who are the, who are the musky? Fi- I mean, the, di- I mean, obviously you're one of them, but the other diehard musky fish, I mean, what, what keeps them going with musky? Why, yeah. Why don't they just go? Pike it's or it's the fish? challenge. And, and
0: when, when you do, when you do fool them, uh, you, you, the feeling is unbelievable. Uh, I, 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 I compare it to when I first started fly fishing and I tied my very first fly, a nymph, it was a Hendrickson nymph and I caught a brown trout on it that thrill. I went, I tied that fly and I caught that fish yeah. musky fishing is I worked my butt off. I used all the knowledge that I have and I got one. That is a satisfaction. Yeah. That's the satisfaction. Uh, not everybody, you know, uh, you have to be at a certain part in your fishing, uh, fishing life that, that you're at. That's at that point where, you it, it doesn't matter numbers anymore um you know in a number of places you can go every time you go that you get the numbers but then start starts losing the the flavor to it because it becomes a little bit too easy now i say that only in the, uh, I, and i can hear some people in the background going oh yeah but i wish i, I did have it easy it's always hard yeah. well you have to earn that you have to learn and and get yourself to that point but you can do it with knowledge Yep. And nowadays with the internet, I had to learn everything. I approached everybody on rivers that I saw that were doing better than me or had had some secret. I thought they I approached them. That's how I learned. It took me years and years and years. Now you got kids they can learn in in 1 year what used to take me 5 years to learn.
2: Yeah. 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 And do you think going just going to the the new fly fisher uh, YouTube channel, you, you think they could pretty much find enough videos to get them
0: ready to go? Oh yeah. We got we got 16 or 17 years worth of. Yeah. You'll see me with with without gray hair. Uh, how do you choose
2: how do you choose um and I'm not sure if you're choosing the topics but how do you choose what to to work on or you know with the new fly fisher or what you're doing? Well
0: that's that's Colin Colin is the producer he yeah. he he decides that and it gets down to uh, what what every television show has is where's the money? Yeah. Who's who's bringing us along? Who's paying? Okay. <clears throat> that kind of thing. Yep, and um, and he decides that, and but he knows certain fish I like. He, there's certain fish he likes, and uh, yeah, Mark. Now Mark being the, the new boy in the in the block right now, he he's uh, he's honing in on saltwater. Oh yeah, which he's he's actually he's he's got the luck of the Irish, I'll tell you, because he's already boated two permit. Oh really? <laughs> and I've I've been fishing for 35 years for him, I haven't boated one yet.
2: No kidding. <laughs> there you go but that's
0: the way it is that's yeah. the way it is yeah it's colin is colin kind of a fishy guy oh colin he he, he he probably as much as me he loves to fish he that's why he started the show he um uh your your age will will won't allow you to remember this but we used to have all, all sorts of the television shows on and everything was about just catching big fish but they never told you how yeah and Colin started the show because he wanted to show people how to do it. Uh, the new fly fisher isn't about me or Colin or, or Mark catching fish. It's about how we catch the fish. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's the, the the whole premise of the show. So if you go to the YouTube channel, there's you're gonna find anything. And we go over over always going over our equipment, flies, technique and plus where we are so
2: you guys don't get into any uh a lot of stories and personal stuff you know on your show it's not like uh it's more it is tips and tricks and and
0: techniques it's how to fish yeah the new fly fisher it's called the new fly fisher for the person that's the new fly fisher trying to learn
2: yeah that's it yeah that's it awesome all right. Uh, well, I, Bill, I think we're we're about there. I just had a couple of quick, little, random questions. I noticed in your um, on your Skype photo, you've got a, it looks like a guitar you're hanging on to. I, I've been asking a yeah. question to a few guests to, to ask them what their favorite types of music or bands, things like that. are. do you have anything that comes to mind?
0: Uh if if any kind of music like James Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Neil Young, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, the older, the older stuff. If you got if if you know, Clapton. Anything Clapton does, I like. Okay. Uh, you know, when, even going back as far as when he when he was with Cream, you All know, right. that's that 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 that's my kind of music. But that's my age. I'm yep. a few years older than you.
2: Well, that's it, that's classic rock. Though that's the great thing about it. I think. I mean, do you yeah. think do you think in forty years the kids are going to pick back up on some Clapton? I mean, I guess the people still listen to it. So. I guess well, if you're timeless? a guitar
0: player, you, 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 yeah, you, you're, you're a guitar player. He's God. Is um,
2: just, are you a just the way player? it is. You're a guitar player. Yeah, Is yeah, that Something yeah. you've done for a, a profession or just on the side, or?
0: i oh, just on. I just do it for me. But I, I'm a collector of guitars. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guitars on my wall right now. Really? Yeah.
2: Wow. What, what's the? Um, yeah. What's Clapton? If you you is there a one Clapton song that just comes and sticks out to you? Or some
0: um, video, or some Layla, thing. Layla, yeah. Layla, yeah, yeah, Layla. Layla, and and the way that he's the, the first time you hear it you, when he does it fast, and then he slows it down acoustic. I thought that was just pure brilliance. Yeah, pure, pure brilliance.
2: Is that what um, I mean? What but, separates uh, Clapton from from the rest of the the guitar players out there?
0: Technique. Uh, he's he, every note is clean. Yeah uh it, 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 he he can shred with the best of them but you there's nothing ever muffled with him nothing huh. you know there there are other you know other guitar players like Tommy Emmanuel but he plays all acoustic it's uh, uh Tommy Emmanuel is uh probably the premier guitar player since J- Chet Atkins died I would think oh yeah yeah
2: yeah Chet Atkins that's definitely an old old uh, old school name yeah
0: but the best in the business at what he did. Chet Chet was. Yes. Oh, he could play two songs at once.
2: Was he a blues? I don't know how he, how was he like blues.
0: Ah, uh, he was more country country oh, okay. swing. Yeah. But uh, he was a picker. I mean, a real picker. Oh, cool.
2: Chet Atkins. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to put a put a link uh, to some Chet. See if there's an old <laughs> Chet video. I've been. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, Bill, well, I think that's about it in the next six to uh, 12 months. Anything new that's, uh, you know, come up with you or the new fly fisher we can kind of look out for.
0: Uh, just, uh, I, I, I I've had some, uh, really, uh, we're concentrating this year on mostly trout fishing. There is a bit of pike fishing, but mostly trout fishing, uh, and dry fly, hopefully for most of it. Uh, I'm, I've just, uh, done two, uh, three shows since so far this year. Um, one on one on brown trout, dry fly fishing and uh, brook trout and one on on pike. but I'm going to Labrador for uh, giant Eastern brook trout oh, in yeah. three weeks there you go. and uh, I'll be there for two weeks and then I'm also doing brook trout in Ontario up in the Nipigan River in august and september i got brook trout in northern northwestern ontario oh cool are
2: you heading up there on any of those with uh, tom rosenbauer
0: uh tom's already been up there tom's doing okay. uh, another year of of uh orvis guide to fly fishing and that's colin produces that too
2: oh that's right yeah yeah that's okay yeah good good deal all right. Well, I think I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I've got, uh, I can check you off the list now I've got, I've had Tom and then calling on, so I'm, I'm going to keep working on it. But uh, yeah, Bill, I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your, um, you know, your wisdom and, and uh, the tips here. I, you know, obviously I think it's, it sounds like it, kind of similar to steelhead fishing or Atlantic salmon, some of those fish where you got to put your time in, but if you do,
0: you got to, you got to earn it. Yeah.
2: You got to earn it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, have well, a good, good, uh, good luck with the season. Have fun out there and we'll uh, keep in touch with you.
0: Thanks a lot. All right. See ya. All right. Bye now.
1: So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes, all we'll the links we cover, just go to wetflyswing.com slash nine three. And uh, please uh, click the subscribe button on uh, your app of choice. So we can, uh, so help us uh, find some new people out there and, uh, and help uh, maybe a few more people find some musky. Thanks again for stopping by. To check out the show today. Look looking forward to catching up to you soon and hope to maybe see you online or on the river.